0: Well, good morning. This is, uh, I mean, <laughs> the intention of today is very much that it's a we discussion and uh, there may be a time coming uh, sooner uh, when we can circle up rather than be spread apart like this, but we'll have to wait and see how the course of the events goes. And uh, so as we go through this morning, if you, uh, when you have feedback, not if, mm-hmm. when, when you have comments to make, um, I encourage you to speak up and we may use the, uh, re- the walk around mic yeah. if, if necessary. Um, so let me pray. Lord, I thank you for Ross and for his love of your word and the challenges that he offers us. Uh, I thank you for uh, this past uh, week as I have deliberated on what he said and upon your word. And I pray that you would uh, bring clarity to us all, enlightenment of the wonderful things that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to uh, begin by having someone read the uh, uh, karma. Sort of summarized it, but uh, if someone would read Ephesians five fifteen to twenty to get us started, that would be great. And please read uh, in a loud voice. Chapter five.
1: Yeah. I
2: can read that. If you Thank know. you. Make it loud. Fifteen to twenty. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Act like people with good sense and not like fools. These are evil times, so make every minute count. Don't be stupid. Instead, find out what the Lord wants you to do. Don't destroy yourself by getting drunk, but let the Spirit fill your life. When you meet together, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as you praise the Lord with all your heart. Always use the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to thank God the Father for everything. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. be stupid, he says. <laughs> That's what you're in. Son says to me, he doesn't like people that are stupid. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, other versions say unwise. Okay. In the name We're of Jesus, rest. we break off any thoughts on you, Wilma. That you're <laughs> You're a daughter of the living God, full of the Holy Spirit, walking forward.
1: Amen. Get <laughs> <laughs> oh, rid of the stupid stuff. Yes. No.
0: I found um, this very challenging because Ross talked about singing and joy and being the light of the world and uh, being the river that flows with life. And uh, there have been moments when I really didn't feel that way of late. And I think it's been a, a common experience for a number of us here and those that we know in the community. And when our world is still very much preoccupied with COVID, that's sort of another weight. So how do we get to this place of joy and celebration? And so I had to go right back to what I consider the very basics of faith. So in the last line uh, that Wilma read, it says, always giving thanks to the Father. So I asked myself the question, do I believe that there is a loving, generous, caring father creator who is interested in me? I do. Mm-hmm. Yes? That's a big one. So I think we need to just stop for a minute and ask ourselves that question.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't go
1: no,
0: right. the way that we plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Wilma was saying that we sometimes uh, it's not easy when uh, to, to believe in a loving father when uh, things aren't going the way mm-hmm. we planned. Mm-hmm. Lauren, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if uh, the, the next step is following that, that Jesus is and was and will be real. So, It's a belief that Jesus actually existed and that he came from the Father, this loving Father bringing something to us in the sense that there was some purpose in his coming. So I came to the place of being alright with that too, and uh, with the idea that uh, we are being called by name. So when we accepted Jesus into our lives, we acknowledged uh, this love, and uh, so we then began a personal journey with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The other part about Jesus is he came to show us the path to the Father, but uh, in terms of his resurrection, he came to show us, demonstrate that there was life uh, after this body ceased to exist in which we now dwell. So it's that hope of eternity, that there's something more than this. Are we all right with that? So believing these things, how do we get to joyful? One of the uh, references that Ross made was in Hebrews 11.6, but, uh, he, uh, but I wanted to back up a little when I was reading that, I backed up to Hebrews 11.1, 1, and uh, it said, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So those beliefs that we have just reiterated, then uh, we need faith to believe in them because sometimes you can see the manifestations of faith, but it's something that we need to believe even though we're not physically seeing it.
4: Sometimes difficult, so we to actually grab hold of what faith is, Um, because we live in this plane. We live in a world where people believe that there isn't life after death. There's a lot of things that just people don't believe. Believers are now a minority, not a majority. So we are in a culture that doesn't believe and they're very persuasive about that. You know, like our culture is very persuasive that this is all it is. <laughs> done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, how does anyone feel about that? Just being in a culture that uh, does not believe what we believe and how does that affect our mm-hmm. belief? That's a good question. Yeah. Really. Well, it makes us hesitant sometimes
3: to talk about our belief because. Okay. Of, yeah. Put your hand up and I'll like it because I know there's people here that have trouble. Don't get old, you <laughs> get I say sometimes we have, we don't want to talk about it because we we don't know how people are going to respond. To us, or to that that message that we uh, we are trying to trying to get across, and so I think it's our own, uh, what do you call it, fear, if we, if we might call it, or um, just uh, just fear re- of rejection, you know, by by people, and yet we know that's that's what we're we're supposed to do, but sometimes we. Like, just just a little thing. Then it happened to us just last night. We, um, we were confronted with uh, a situation in our, our not in our immediate family, but our relatives. And it was like, instead of saying to my sister when she gave us this news, we said we would pray, but we didn't stop and pray.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: afterwards I had to, I didn't tell her, said, we are praying, <laughs> you know, because we just, it, 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 we, we know that these people may not be responsive to that, but yet we need to be bold and to speak, speak out and, uh, and, and talk about our faith, because I think by talking about it and by expressing it, it makes it grow
0: so one of the, if I just sort of take a sidebar from this discussion, that prayer is a significant part of the life of a believer, and uh, that's one of those sources that you might say. Uh, like, oh, I was talking to someone recently about the idea of, uh, of praying, just to because praying is entering into a relationship with God the Father. This, this. God the Father, that we've all affirmed, is real. It's entering into to prayer. So then I started, Ross referred to several of the Psalms, and uh, so I thought to myself, back in the day, when the Psalmists wrote these, so there was a variety of different people wrote the Psalms, but when they were written, uh, I, I could not assume that their life was any less trouble than mine, Uh, I couldn't assume that they were in any less conflict, that they were dealing with something the equivalent of COVID, that they were dealing with a whole proliferation of things going on. And yet somehow they got to this place. So I'm gonna read Psalm 96, which was one that uh, was referred to. Sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation, day after day, that declare his glory among the nations. You know, that is that is a joyful declaration. And, and uh, Lorna and Ethel just have talked about a declaration. Their prayers were this thought of praying for people becomes a declaration. In Psalm 10, it says uh, shout for joy all the earth. Shout for joy.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> All of
0: it. All <laughs> of uh, It's not little sort of bits and pieces, but it's it's shout for uh, <laughs> joy everywhere and everything. And I think Ross did a really good job of, of re emphasizing that our thanksgiving should be part of, you know, as we give thanks to the fact that there is a loving Father, thanks to the fact that there is Jesus, thanks for the fact that there is a Holy Spirit abiding with us as we go through that then it becomes a more constant thing where it becomes easier to give thanks in all things. I knew I'd come to this moment. Can I hear it? amen? Amen. (laughs) Keep it up. Keep going. Uh, I really want to do that. Try again. We need need the organ. We need the
5: organ. Do it one more time and it'll be all on. Okay, I'll sneak it up.
0: (laughs) But here's what James uh, has to say about uh, about joy and uh, how we should look upon it. In I think it's James one, starting verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish his work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So consider it pure joy, or give thanks, uh, joyfully, in this context, uh, whatever trials you face. And just reflect upon our immediate community and think about it in this room and those that aren't here this morning and what trials we face. So then I got to that word perseverance and thought, well, what does this mean? I believe that God's mandate for our lives is that we draw closer and closer to him that we not become gods, but we become like gods, uh, like him. Sorry, there's no, We don't want to elevate ourselves in any way. In fact, we want to humble ourselves to be all that he would have us be. And Jesus came to show us what that looked like. So we have all of the teachings of Jesus, and then we have Paul's reflections upon those teachings to guide us. So I see that as another hint about the way to joy, that there is a loving Father who spoke through Jesus, who demonstrated his love through Jesus, and if we as we press into that life, no matter what the adversity, uh, we can begin to find the joy. I just leave that with you on the hook for future consideration, but for me, uh, that was a big revelation for me from this week, is about the joy.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He says pure joy. Yes. Pure joy. Thank you. Yeah. What does pure joy mean? What does it look like?
1: Pure joy.
0: Consider that as a valid question
1: yeah. for yourself right now.
0: What does pure joy look like? it got to be more than happiness.
4: But it says, consider it pure joy, speaking directly, my brother or sister, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy, facing trials, facing COVID, facing sickness, facing death.
6: Everything. So, as long
0: as you're talking loud, can
7: people hear her? Yeah, yeah. Well, can you hear her? Yeah. I did a study years ago on joy versus happiness. This is what you said that it tweaked my what oh. I thought. <clears throat> I'm usually very loud, Karma. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and the happiness is really as a result of circumstances. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> <coughs> gie are oh. getting the best of me so circumstance, uh, happiness is a result of circumstances, but joy is despite the circumstances, mm-hmm. and joy really is more of an attitude of a decision that we make than than just what happiness is so um, yeah, so when you read that whole idea of pure joy, despite or whatever the words are, you know it, it's because we have chosen to. Seek the joy that comes from God, not because of anything that's going on around us, because um, happiness is fleeting, <laughs> as we all know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> thank you.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, <coughs> the other, uh, another point that hit me during my reflections this week is about eternity, uh, and uh, for all of my. <coughs> life and my years as a christian which wasn't all of my life (laughs) uh, i think i've not given this enough attention so in this quest for joy or quest to discover joy i really had to focus in on uh, eternity because i found myself distracted by current circumstances the Current circumstances are of this world, which I'm living, which we're all living in. But scripture says that we're travelers, we're sojourners passing through. And I felt uh, lighter thinking about eternity and this gift that Jesus brought to us uh, in the face of w- what we are going through collectively, but also, I mean, like my life day to day and we all have our lives day to day Mm -hmm. regardless of uh, how they differ or or the severity of something that might be called a medical illness. We all have our challenge but but the, the hope of eternity is there and we have that to look forward to and I find it quieting in my soul to think about that. Ross talked about the idea of living water and the idea of living water flowing from us. And there are other illustrations in the Old Testament of the living waters flowing from the tabernacle and giving life and all of those things. And, and the, um, so my question was to myself, how can I, how, how can I have this living water within me and how can I let it flow? out? Your turn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you do that every time we see you. Yeah. Because I leave. That's the way we perceive. you. <laughs> you know, that's the way we perceive you and God in your life. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have a. Car. For me personally,
0: it's not joy or happiness, it's to have a heart at peace and content. Thank you. uh, If we take the concepts uh, of scripture that uh, we've been talking about, and then I go back to uh, Ross's teaching, he went on at some length about singing, but he also was talking about, I think indirectly, about community. So uh, community, for me, is, is like a really valuable thing. And uh, people say, uh, as a sort of, a, not a cliche, but with me, when they leave here on a Sunday morning, how uh, much they felt God's presence here. So coming together as community is, is part of growing in our faith. It's part of feeding that, uh, I guess, opening up to that, uh, that water flowing from us, these streams of, of living water. We may not be uh, deeply immersed in scripture and theology, although uh, we know we're all moving in that direction, but with what we know, we do have a faith that we can carry out into the world in one way or another. And uh, there's a mystery in that, but it's no less, for me, it's no less true that we, we can, through our presence, knowing uh, that the Lord, with confidence that the Lord loves us and he's within us, we can move forward in that confidence to consider that no matter how, what our circumstances, uh, COVID or sickness or anything else. Uh, go back to Ken falling on the concrete in the barn. <laughs> that uh, no matter what the circumstances, God can use these things for his his purposes and we can be a channel of that so when i look at these streams of living water well, what's the water what is the water if we're going to flow with the water what is the
6: water
1: Pardon? a lifeline
0: It up, like, you know. Water melts; the snow falls. The water. But you
6: know. It all comes from God.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Don't eat snow yet. Okay, so it's a God source.
4: And I guess <clears throat> living water is flowing, right? Yeah. It's not like a dead yeah, stagnant. it's not stagnant. So we need to be, you know, the Holy Spirit's flowing. And we need to be flowing and moving and growing and maturing and just going with it. Hmm. Right?
0: Don't we just have to go with it? Everybody hear Ethel's question? <coughs> Don't we just have to go with it?
8: <laughs> I see it as the uh, without water nothing exists. I need. Hmm. And right. that's basically Profound way of God saying, "Without my living water, you won't exist." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I watch the programs. Uh, you
3: know, people with uh, in other countries and they need water. Like, that, thats one of the big things. They, I was watching the other day, and I thought, "Yes, people need water." And Jesus is the living water, mm-hmm. and we need we need water like to like, uh, cause it to exist. And so He flows; He doesn't cease to flow; He just keeps flowing. He's never become stagnant or stalled, or He just continues to flow. He is living water. Mm-hmm. We're ninety-eight percent water,
4: okay? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And when we get dehydrated, what happens to us? It's pathologically <laughs> <It's> sick. a little plugged up. that's something to remember.
4: I mean, it's a good example of always having the right. Holy Spirit flowing in us, being open to the Holy Spirit. Because if we get dehydrated, mm-hmm. if we step away, if we forget, oh, yeah. we'll get. You'll get up and whatever.
2: Yeah, you know. you'll, get you'll get sick. You'll get. And it's so easy. All of you, you just look around. You just put the TV on. At all, mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two things coming out of that. Uh, the first is going back to Ethel's comment: is we just need to be in the flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, if you, uh, I, had, I had a vision a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now. I was going to Kenya on a mission trip, and there was this river flowing and uh, the, the, some of the other participants who were going on the trip were there. And we were standing on the bank of the river. Oh, it's just it's really <laughs> exciting just to go back to this thought. We're standing on the bank of the river and uh, we just said to each other, just jump in. And we jumped in and we were kind of bobbing joyfully down the river, like not worried about drowning or anything. We were just bobbing down the river in a joyful experience. So we don't need a kayak. <laughs> I mean, if you're actually going in the water and you have some kind of boat um, and you put on a, a PFD and all of these things, yes, if you're actually going boating in the physical, but to jump into that water, uh, if we believe in the water and we just jump in and let it take us where, it wants, where the Spirit wants to take us, it can be a joyful thing.
1: Yeah.
2: It's scary at first. Yes. Yeah. But if you let it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that must be a sign of maturity,
1: too.
0: It is. But there's scary moments and then less scary moments. But they're all <laughs> jumping in. It's <laughs> all whoa. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to open my mouth and speak to that person right yes, now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes God just does it for us. Yeah. So I'm just remembering. <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> oh, okay.
4: So when John went to when you went to um uh, and you jumped in, I think that's one of the times you had to go off, they took you off to some little village somewhere, and you were supposed to speak, but you didn't know what to say. And the Lord just gave you the words to speak, and an interpreter, or you didn't need to have an interpreter, I can't remember, a long time ago. Do you remember?
0: Yes. Um, Another little sidebar. But uh, yes, there's, um, we're in this very remote part of Kenya and the get-together had been organized by a local pastor and each member of the team, regardless of your theological training, were expected to go to a church somewhere and deliver a message. So I've been praying about it and had absolutely nothing. But I had to get in the van anyway, and I got dropped off. And they dropped me off on this dusty street in this little village, and there was a bunch of tin tin panels uh, around creating an interior space that had a bunch of wooden benches and a little platform, and they had a microphone and a speaker. And so there was this, so being in Kenya, the the music was fabulous, the dancing was three, wonderful know, dancing in the surface and full of joy. And I stepped up onto that platform, and I didn't have a clue what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> didn't have a clue.
0: And God just <laughs> delivered the message. He just used this body to do that. So thank you, all That sort of reinforces that you don't need to get all ready. You need to be willing to jump into the flow.
4: Yeah, and you had that picture before you went to Kenya, Yeah. Jumping.
0: So two other things that I wanted to bring up with regards to uh, current events this week and one ties right into what we were talking about. The first is that the provincial legislature uh, uh, passed an act this week or this past week that said uh, that they will no longer have prayer at the beginning of the legislature i don't know if you've heard that but so from the beginning of the legislature in nova scotia from the 1700s they've had prayer and now it's going to be a time of personal reflection but not a time of prayer at all that to me is a, is an incredible tragedy but also a sign of the times <laughs> The other thing, I I was talking about stagnant water, uh, but that brought the, to mind the other aspect in the news this week. Uh, up in Ikaluit, up in Nunavut, uh, the reservoir is running dry. Yeah. And uh, having lived up there and realized the significance of that local water supply in terms of just life or personal hygiene, it's so critical. So the reservoir is running dry, but the reservoir at this time of year also freezes over. And I go back to this idea of stagnant water that if, our, if the world is freezing over, so to speak, in it's, uh, it's resentment of any sense of the Holy Spirit in their presence, no reverence for God, in a way it's freezing over. And so if we can bring fresh water into this environment that's freezing over then may the lord be glorified in whatever we can do yeah freezing over yes. so i think in these times that we can we can find joy we 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 have, we know of the Source, we study about the Source, <clears throat> but I also think that we should each be, and this has come up, we should each be challenging ourselves to have conversations about <clears throat> that would allow the water to flow. Conversations with people around us or being intentional about going to people, and I'm not talking about uh, like going and handing out a tract. I'm talking about asking simple questions like how are you doing? Or stepping into the community and making choices about our involvement because we can be that that light and that water and for me that's something that we need to carry out of this place every day, every time. Any other comments about Ross's message? Or any of these reflections upon this message?
5: I would just say what you had mentioned before in your prayer about Romans 8.28 that God, that's always been my, my verse, <laughs> that God will bring everything good basically to those who believe and to me that's part of having that confidence in the joy end of things because you know that God's Watching over, he's going to look after things, even when things don't look the way we would
1: mm-hmm.
5: plan it, mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily, or mm-hmm. whatever. And to me, that's part of the joy and just, and peace, like Gordon said, just that peace mm-hmm. of mind.
4: But eternal life is what we should have our focus on. Right? That's where the joy comes from. It's having eternal life, not life here. I mean there's life here, which can be really hard. But if our focus can be on eternal life, then I think that enables us to persevere through whatever is in front of us.
5: Partly. Yeah. I wouldn't say entirely, entirely, though, mm-hmm. because we have to live day-to-day, yeah. so mm-hmm. we have to have joy in the Day. day-to-day, mm-hmm. yeah. and and hopefully if we were talking to someone who isn't a believer, they need that joy day-to-day, not just thinking, you know, because you got to get through today to get to eternity, mm-hmm. right? So flow again
4: it's a yeah. flow
7: It's yeah. that
5: flow to be able to go we don't see where the end
4: is the no right.
7: but eternity really starts from the time that we've accepted Jesus yeah that's, that's when eternity yeah. starts yeah right it's mm-hmm. it's it's this is this is preparation for the days yeah. to come but our eternity starts the day that we have decided to follow Jesus and then, go. and then it goes from there so i agree you know it it, t- it takes having that focus on who we are and what eternity is starting now or starting whatever that time in the past was and bringing that life to day to day as well mm-hmm. so you know yeah
8: all these things they hinge on faith yep.
7: yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
8: the eternity last is <laughs> was based on faith <laughs> and i mean back in jesus's day they they actually seen what took place <laughs> So the faith aspect was visual. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, where Jesus has already died, rose again, sitting in the right hand, we have to believe in that, and that is the faith. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because we're not seeing it mm-hmm. no. visually. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where God really wanted everybody to be in the beginning, <laughs> but it kind of went mm-hmm. a little sideways from there <laughs> And that's why Mm -hmm. Jesus is back and did what he did and here we are today trying to figure it out. (laughs) Colin
7: just brought your message full circle. (laughs) (laughs) I've been reading a book about Mary um, and
3: uh, how Joseph died right while Jesus was was there. Um, Mary's husband Joseph died and he didn't say he didn't raise him from the dead. He didn't do anything. And I, in this book, I, I'm just I'm just reading, reading there right now. And Mary and the family are like devastated because Mary knows who he is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why is right. Joseph dying, and he's a younger man. And, right. Yeah, and so like I, it's like it's it's very gripping to me. Right. To read that, because um, and we we think death is the end, sort of the round, right. well, yeah. But he was, he he Jesus knew where eternity was, mm-hmm. and he knew where Joseph was going, mm-hmm. and so he 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 allowed this to happen right in the midst of of all that was going on with him, and he tried to to, to Develop his mm-hmm. ministry with people, and yet here he is, the Son of God, claiming to be, and mm-hmm. yet he didn't save everybody no. from death. No. And mm-hmm. so it's really kind of a gripping story
5: mm-hmm. as I read that. i you know, never thought yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I read a book uh, not too long ago on uh, Philip Yancey, same type of thing um, mm-hmm. Disappointment with God. And yeah. he talks in there about you know, how there's different people in the Bible who, you know, they they've taught, they've, they died. They they Jesus didn't raise everybody from the dead and didn't, you know, it's we expect certain things that aren't always gonna happen. It doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love us.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: No. But it's always yeah. you know, it. That's how our
5: faith is tested. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To believe in the midst of something. I mean, if he did everything the way we wanted, it, why would we there need to have faith in him? You, and you we don't. Don't. We we don't. just have faith in us.
6: And what kind of mess would that be? What kind of mess would that be? we right right? <laughs> have faith in ourselves. Well, and we, like Don says, we are sojourners here, and I think, I know myself. We love this world a little too much, right? Very too much. And that doesn't mean I mean, like Ross said, we are to walk carefully and wisely, right? And intentionally. Mm -hmm. But we were made to worship to we were made for God's world, right? Not this world. Mm -hmm. So I think that we are made to bring the kingdom in, you know, and to to be Jesus here. But I think sometimes how we love and what we love in the world maybe is out of balance mm. with the things that God would have us love and, mm. and desire for. Maybe more. I don't mm-hmm. see that in my life anyhow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Any other comments?
4: Just thinking, what, what <laughs> am I willing to give up to spend more time with you? God to walk forward. What am I willing to give up? Because it's all about, you know, as Karma said, we have, we love things in the world more than we probably should. And what, we've only got 24 hours in a day. And out of that, what are we willing to give up
6: to spend more time with him or to do what he wants? Mm-hmm. And you say, give it up, like it's a hard thing. But it is hard, but it's because we love it. Yeah, I know. So we shouldn't be
4: that way. I mean, ideally. Yeah. We'd be excited to give it up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think habits have a lot to do with things, too. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the habit of mm-hmm. what you're doing, like I'm not talking about material things mm-hmm. now, I'm talking about what we do with our day, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And once you're in a habit of doing, you know, I do this, I do that, mm-hmm. Whatever. You need somebody, this is why the church is so important, it, to, to to get us all together and, and get us excited again, right? <laughs> and then just try to make like more of our day for God instead of mm-hmm. but it's a habit. It's see,
6: it's yeah, hard yeah, to it's yeah. hard to change. But that's what we need to do.
1: Mm.
6: I agree. Wayne and I were talking about that earlier this week out of Ross's and thankfulness, you know, and that sort of thing, and uh, and I notice for a fact that if you know, I will get busy and think, not think on the things of the Lord as much as I should. And um, I will ask Him. I said, Lord, every time my eyes come off, You remind me and prompt me and set my eyes on You. And He does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he will. He is faithful to that. And that's you know that's our living God, right? So I think that's a good place to start. Is
1: mm-hmm.
6: you know. First thing in the morning, just you know, ask God to be your first thought in the morning, right? And just always try your thoughts there, and your eyes there, and your heart there, right? And it's that kind of lack, less compulsion and just taking that mm-hmm. breath and saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, Jesus," let Him mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. show you what to what a day is Just have a breath, you know, so that instead of speaking critically, we speak with love or yes. you know intention, I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
9: This whole living waters uh, thing. The living, if the living waters are moving waters, you know, in in reality, living moving waters are going from one place to another, and usually living waters are going to a lake, which is still water. But and then I started, you know, because I'm you know, think of metaphors. Um, if a lake is still water, usually you know this picture here behind you there is uh, mm-hmm. is a lake, and mm-hmm. it's got there are living waters from all different places, mm-hmm. all these tributaries mm-hmm. going into these bigger bigger streams that all ultimately end up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if so that would be the church, and and I guess all the the streets going into the town, you know those are kind of like the streams, the tributaries and. And they pick each other up and say, hey, let's go to this place. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of thinking, what's ultimately, this is the destination. We're going to stop somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: And yeah. I guess that would be the church or, or God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, there is no place to go. in the mm-hmm. end, we're going to be there in that lake. And somehow, you know, if you think of living waters as being positive, does that mean that the stillness of the lake is negative? Uh, but I guess the ultimate goal is to make that lake as big as, as, big as possible, or multiple lakes as big as possible, because those are the churches. And, and ultimately, there's just one big church, mm-hmm. one big lake, where the, the moving is, is done. We've arrived you know, at the lake.
0: Yeah. So to extend the, the water metaphor, I think that uh, when Ethel was talking about st- the water, she's thinking about stinky marshes. Yeah. Like this is a this is a pristine alpine lake uh, with beautiful, clear,
9: refreshing water in it, yeah. as opposed to. And everybody's on the same page. Ultimately, it's one big everybody. If if the drops of water in that lake are the Christians, <laughs> they're all in the same place. Uh-huh. So to speak, you know, that would be awesome. Could also be, though, <laughs>
1: that the lake is that people who don't know Jesus and we're the living waters feeding into those people.
5: Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
6: lot, lots but this of is You of sure. know, in I, in Ezekiel, where he talks about the river of life flowing and all, it's his vision.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, is it
0: seven or seven? It's basically talking about growth, eternal growth along the shores
6: of the river. Yeah, kind of the, talking about talking about the river and its purpose to feed the shores, and uh, mm-hmm. that. That it gives life to all in it and all on the shore, and I think it flows to the sea. Actually, is what Ezekiel's vision was. So.
1: I read it this week. It does
0: It does emphasize the point that, that there's lots of metaphors yeah. to describe yeah. Yeah. Uh, this process of we as believers carrying this living, refreshing water and how we interact, whether it's, you know, uh, it's in, in how shall that bring life to this yeah. world that's going stagnant, that's freezing over. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, lots of possibilities. I found it, oh, do you want me to read it? Yeah. <coughs>
4: The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was flowing from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle-deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee-deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, Son of Man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Ereba, where it it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Mm. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this river flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engede to En El There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither. Nor will their fruit fall, fall. Fail. Every month they will bear, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for healing. But it's richness, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In Canada, it's supposed to have, you know, be, you know, the, the maple leaf is supposed to represent, according to some prophecies, healing. For the nations, right? It's mm-hmm. Thank you.